0: Hi everyone, I'm Terechi Mezu, your host for the podcast Life on Social Media. This is a new podcast where I will talk about life of a content creator, social media influencer, and just the ins and outs of being on social media. This podcast will feature everything from paid sponsorships, life on social media, and basically working 24-7. I would like to feature guests on their stories of negotiations, equity between POC influencers and the majority race, and truth of how to be successful. So tune in and I hope you enjoy. Brief interruption for our sponsor for today's episode. The Kaivi Shop is a black owned candle business owned by Kyla Harris, who sells the most amazing scents from small to large candles and body shaped ones as well. Follow her Instagram at the Kaivi Shop and buy her products today
1: my name is Devin Dooley. I am a, sheesh, uh, what am I? I'm a photographer, um, videographer, director. Um, I basically, I shoot everything from um, photos to small commercials to, you know, um, social media content, um, do drone work, uh, pretty much anything that needs to be produced, um, like I said, put out there, like Commercial type stuff, I can do it. You know, you dream it, I could pretty much get it done. Um, so, you know, that's what I specialize in. I, I've really been working on um, with the media company that I just started. I've really just been focusing on um, small businesses and trying to get some some larger clients as well.
0: So, how did you start in like social media, like content creation, and um, videography for like brands?
1: Um, yeah, so I basically, I started off like with my photography stuff back in 2011, um, and I ended up getting an internship in 2014 with an artist named Ryan Leslie, um, and what I would do at that point was like, I was like his day-to-day photographer and videographer, so we would just take a bunch of photos and videos, and then at the end of the night, we would, um Go through everything, uh, literally like every day. Like it doesn't matter how many pictures we took; it'd be five hundred, it could be a thousand, whatever. we we go through all of them, pick out the best ones, and then we would, you know, use use those for uh, his either his social media, um, or if we needed like uh, like photos for a flyer or something like that, then we would just use the stuff that I was shooting. Um, after I did that, I basically came back and started working with like small brands, and then I started working with a, a company. Um, called Rec Philly. Um, they're based out of Philadelphia, of course. I was doing a lot of work with them and they introduced me to DTLR. Um, we had did a few jobs. Uh, basically, it was like a what's your draw campaign. So they were focusing and highlighting on smaller, uh, smaller business owners at the time um, and kind of just going through like, you know, what's your draw? Why are you being creative and things like that? Uh, we did that for a little campaign for them that was my like real first introduction to like doing some like big corporate work um and then i say literally i I transitioned from working with rec philly after like a year and some change to um actually getting the job with dtlr and because of all of the things that i had done in my past um yes i was able to secure uh, a position for myself there uh, without having that degree Um, But I did have the background of like, you know, managing somebody's social media, Mm -hmm. um, marketing. I had some things that I had learned along the way. Um, And I think also um, my skill set and my talent level with photography and video helped me get the social media position as well, Mm -hmm. just because I can, you know, social media coordinators, they normally um, have to create some type of content at some level. Um, So I was able to have some type of advantage there once I actually got the job
0: okay so what is like um one of your favorite projects you worked on at dtlr
1: favorite project that i've worked on at dtlr um the while i was actually working oh i i definitely know what this was so uh when i went to uh nba all-star weekend down in charlotte north carolina in 2019 okay um and we basically, we had a, we had a store down there. It was a big, um, in-store meeting all like different celebrities and things like that, that were in the area. But I was able to interview, um, Alan Iverson, uh, which was crazy, um, huge Philadelphia fan myself growing up. So like to be able to interview him with a new shoot uh, for one of his shoes that was coming out. Um, that was like one of my, definitely one of my favorites. I mean, like I didn't even have any, any, uh, experience like interviewing people but i'm just like f it let's get it done um and it ended up being like a crazy experience like you know i I had a few things that like i fumbled over but you know the videos up on youtube and stuff like that so i think that was that's like definitely probably like the 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 best project or or most fun project i would say that we had to work on but we've done a few i mean like that was something that i that was really just like I said, an interview. I mean, we had to create a, um, actually another one I did. <laughs> so there's an artist in here. Um, she has a million followers. Her name's Deetranada. She's uh, in her twenties. Um, and then an artist named Taiko Bang, he actually wrote uh, or held right or, or actually wrote, I'm not sure what his percentage was, but on Nicki Minaj, those uh, last two singles that she released, um, mm-hmm. he wrote those. Um, so I did a video with uh De and Tate in the studio while they were actually creating a song. Um, and the brand Super Dry sponsored it. Uh so they sent over some clothes and things like that. Um, but that was like really fun. I like doing like a lot of like day-to-day um yeah, like day-to-day vlog style type stuff, but you know, stylized. So that was another one of my favorite projects as well.
0: Okay, that's like really cool. Um like working in social media and in like this creative space, like the whole industry is already difficult, and um, would you say for Black creators it's a lot more difficult? And um, have you experienced any hardships and challenges?
1: I definitely would say that it's 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 interesting, right? I think I think sometimes like on a corporate level and in in past years i would say that some brands are doing better but some are still behind the curveball as far as like i hate to even just solo out like a black history month type of thing right but we have i would say that it's hard on 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 that it's difficult when it comes to certain things just because companies don't necessarily understand that like we are the ones we are the best like we the black creators are the ones Um, to help tell the story like and push push our narrative right Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's cool to kind of have like a boardroom full of people who are from areas that you know predominantly are black or you know where our people are from um, and they push out these ideas but they don't really understand like how they're going to be received at all so I think that you know like I said some brands have gotten better with that but it's still like one of the things that you know is a push for you know more Uh, creators of color um, to get those types of jobs and um, I don't necessarily think that there was like uh, I don't necessarily think it was it was too difficult like getting the job but that also could be because of the nature of the company right like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like DTLR is an urban brand company that's that's the the nature of that so you know, the marketing team, like where I, where I got hired and where I was working um, was majority people of color. So in that instance, like, no, you know what I'm saying? But if I was to go to, I'm pretty sure there are plenty, plenty of um, companies that I could have went to where it would be different. So in my experience at DCLR, it was, it was, I was fine. You know what I mean? Like I was able to get those things and I've, and I've even used those connections after I've left to still be able to get some business I do believe that um you know sometimes acquiring new business is a little difficult without the proper intros based on certain biases naturally though mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know
0: okay so was there ever a time where you thought a company was trying to lowball you and um they just didn't want to pay you as much
1: I think that I think that that's most companies. Um, I just think that, you know, in the same breath as the last thing I said is like, you know, some are getting better with it, some are understanding. um, But the true value of, like, let's just say, for instance, if just because we were speaking, let's say a, a sports company reaches out and they say, hey, you know, we want you to create this, but we only have a budget of $500. I mean, and they're going to use that video and they're going to put it on their social medias. They're going to put it on YouTube. They're going to put some advertisement dollars behind it mm-hmm. because they're going to make their plan or goal is to sell an item and make millions of dollars or hundreds of hundreds, hundreds and thousands of dollars, at least off of something that they only want to pay you 500 for. Yeah. So I think a lot of times they don't, the there isn't a lot of negotiation room or room for negotiation I should say Uh um and I think a lot of creators get scared to negotiate because it's like yo this brand reached out to me um I need to do this so that way you know I don't miss out on doing this job straight Uh like you know what I mean so it's like it's 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 FOMO is what everybody's calling it you know fear of missing out yeah um so it's just like, yo, I got to get this done. I mean, like, even me, right? If you go back, like, I have a, I have a a credit for um, a photo shoot that I did with a guy named Matthew Hinton, who was, I think is possibly still, um, ASAP Rocky stylist. Okay. So um, the Nike Cortez was coming out, and he was styling some stuff, and I had to go up to New York. And it was like my first Nike credit. It's a big thing, you know, I was super excited about. I got paid 300 bucks but oh. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's Nike. So, so to me, I'm like, Oh, like I got to do this because this is going to help me get more, you know, but I could have, I'm sure negotiated at a certain point and, and, and finagled a little bit more money if I was secure in my position. Um, but like, you know, like I said, some companies don't necessarily understand the value in that. Um, mm-hmm. And then some creators don't, don't necessarily understand how to negotiate and, and push through, to get people to understand the value of what of what they're creating. It's like, yo, I'm charging you 5,000 because this 5,000 is going to sell $500,000 worth of stuff. If you, that's a gimme any day, right? Like if you could, get if I if you told me you're going to, uh, if I told you that you can give me 5,000, you're going to make 500, I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying? Everybody would do it if they could, you know? Um, yeah. so you just have to know how to have those conversations with the businesses and then, also be able to get the contact or to be able to talk to the right person. Cause like, that's the hardest part, networking.
0: Yeah, I think um, the one thing for me is like, I struggle with negotiating. Um, I've worked with some brands who didn't want to pay me as much. Companies do try to lowball me. There are moments where I'm like, okay, let me negotiate for hire and see what they say. And they do agree. But there's some people who are like, "Oh, we don't have that in our budget," and it's kind of hard to like. It like like you said, it was Nike, and this was like a big opportunity for you. But for me, like, it's kind of hard for me to make that decision just because it's a big company, and mm-hmm. I want to work with them. Do I take their low offer or do I just decline it?
1: So the, I would say that it really comes down to like personal goals right and you know like I'm not going to say that I haven't done even free work right like I reached out to some like beginning of the pandemic I'm like yo I got to find some ways to create some content reach out to some brands so I was sending out a bunch of different emails and you know trying to figure out what was going on and somebody was like yo we'll send you some free stuff if you could take photos of it that would be great I was like okay cool they sent me some stuff. I was just excited. Like they sent me mad stuff, two book bags, like some canteens. It was like an outdoor company. So they needed some outdoor type of content. So I sent them back everything that I created with it. And then, you know, like a month or so later, they reached back out again and was just like, hey, Dev, um, we love what you gave us last time. We have a budget of $500 if you could do the same thing. And we'll send you our brand, our brand guidelines and things like that. So that way everything is like, everything matches. And I'm like, okay, great. So I did that as well. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, free work or building the relationship and building the rapport will get you to the money. But, mm-hmm. you know, if the brand, like if it doesn't align with your actual goals yourself, and where you're trying to get to, where you're trying to really do for yourself, then just you got to be okay with letting that go and understanding that like, you know, brands are reaching out for a reason mm-hmm. um, so that won't be the last one
0: you yeah. know what I mean
1: so it's 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 really you're the one doing the work right so it's like all right it's if you don't want to do you know what I'm saying if you don't want to do the requirements for it if it's too much for the amount of money because of everything that you have going on you got to be fair with yourself and then sometimes you, you you can like as long as you do things on your own terms it's fine I, I believe like I did the Nike thing, I was okay with accepting 300. I knew that Nike, of course, could have paid me more or the agency could have paid me more, but I was just like, yo, this is gonna be good for the long run. And I believe that having that in my portfolio really helps. You know what I mean? But like, if it was just some small brand who needed me to travel up to New York and pay my own way up there and do all of these things, and I didn't know who they were for $300, I would have had to renegotiate that because it didn't make sense from a brand standpoint um, or from a bartering standpoint either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Like everything has to be equal. Like, okay, cool. I want to do this work for you guys. It's going to be amazing. And my portfolio needs to have an amazing addition because you guys as well. If not, like if you're a smaller company, then typically the budget needs to actually just, like if a smaller company uh, reaches out to you, then and they need you more than you need them, then they definitely should be paying whatever your rates are. Yeah. So you got to say, hey, this is my my rate sheet or whatever, you know?
0: I think um, one of my sponsorships where they needed me more than I needed them was when I worked with public good projects on a, I think it was a flu like campaign. And um, that was a time where I was actually able to negotiate my rate. Because I have set rates, but I brought my rate up and I was like, Do you guys think you can, you know, work with me with this? And they immediately like agreed. And I thought to myself, maybe I was like, maybe I gave them a low rate. Maybe I could have even gotten more money. But they really needed like black content creators for the campaign.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um yeah, that was cool. Um and like some of the brands that I've worked, I think the top three brands that I work with. Um I worked with Post-it Notes, I worked with um Instant Brands and Lifetime. Those are the three top, I would say. What mm-hmm. are some of your favorite brands you've worked with?
1: Uh, some of my favorite. Um so Adidas. Um and this is like, you know, a lot of the brands that I work with are through my relationships, like with DTLR, because mm-hmm. I'll they'll call me and say, yeah, we have this cool little project with such and such. And I, you know, it's cool because my stuff still gets back to the Adidas office or wherever we're shooting for. Um, so Adidas is working with just because they do really cool like activations. Um, I mean, a lot of the brands do, but I think the ones that I've specifically worked on with Adidas, they were always just like really fun. Um, Uh I mean so another one actually is Sedexo. We do like some corporate stuff, but even in even in the corporate work that we do, like there are some videos in there that have come out like really, really good. Um, like some of the like the Chef G. Garvin videos that we did that was running on the screens, like that type of stuff. I just think it's just super clean work and it's it's good to show people. So like those that stuff that I accepted as just a, like just as a job but eventually it was just like as I was watching it back I'm like man this is like actually really good I like it um so you know Sodexo is one of my my favorite just because I think with being able to work with like college kids you just get a chance to stay urban and create cooler content versus like the the boring you're just going to sit talk sit behind a desk and talking head type of stuff yeah um so like I think that that's that's a big reason for that like we just get to stay creative on there um, is i of the um. Kappa is one of my favorite brands that you know that I actually like. I just like their stuff and following their stuff for a while, and I got to shoot. Um, there's a woman named Ivy Rivera. She's like a, a personality on like Revolt, and you know she's been doing her thing up in New York. Um, but we did a photo shoot with her wearing some Kappa stuff down in D.C um photo just came out super it was really cold like cold as shit that day so it was just that was that but um I just like the brands that allow me to like shoot within the parameters of me being me I think those are like the some of the best ones like you know sometimes you have to stay super clean and like yo we these are our colors and this is how we shoot it these are brand guidelines and then you know there are some that just like I feel like yo this was actually made for me to shoot um, and I feel like, you know, some of those fall in line, like, like, like Cap was definitely one of those for me.
0: Don't forget about our sponsor at the K-H-Y-B-I shop and buy some candles today. Okay. Those are actually really some really cool brands and with working with all these brands and in the past, what do you think like you've learned and how do you grow from like your mistakes
1: oh man gosh um so one of the things that I've really learned is that I need to ask for help Okay. right like I got at, at some point I just got so used to doing everything by myself so I mean I just took on everything so I mean like I was I was kind of cutting myself short just because i'm quoting people budgets for a one-man thing when it really requires three or four people you Mm -hmm. know um uh i've i've just i've just had you just go through the motions and have all those you literally have to go through those mistakes yourself like i went to a big job and did the whole shoot and then get back and lose the memory card like that that stuff has happened like you know what I mean like some stuff you have to go through the motions and it's kind of get it in your head to be like yo I can never go through this again or ever do this again like I I lost a a potentially uh, a potential $20,000 client last year um, because you know they flew me to Puerto Rico and they it was like a two-day trip and all expenses paid and they paid my rate and everything and we got down there where I get back from Puerto Rico and the audio is just completely butchered um, because the camera port, the, the audio port, because I wasn't checking my equipment and I had two cameras with me too. So I could have just easily used the other camera and shot with. Yeah. So because I didn't do that, I only got let's say 1500 from that job uh-huh. versus like thousand over time. Because I think they they would have we probably just would have just stopped shooting our last location like this month or last month right so mm-hmm. it was it would have been like you know a couple thousand every month of each and paid expenses and travel going to Texas Atlanta wherever because it was that military bases and stuff so it was a decent contract but I lost it because I was by myself cut my you know what I mean like all of those little things not checking not double checking triple checking um. Just trying to take on too many things at once and if I would have had a little bit of help, I'm pretty sure I would have been able to secure that contract even more
0: okay, I definitely think that's a good tip like um learning how to ask for help because I definitely think I struggle with that as well. I'm always trying to do stuff on my own, but it is okay to ask for help so
1: yeah, for sure it's like I mean like it's just not realistic. And, and we, and I think we, we get, we put ourselves in a position of like, Oh, we don't want to bother people. We don't want to, you know, take time away from what they're doing. And like, there are plenty of people who actually just don't mind being there and holding a light or, you know, helping you create a vision. um, And also, you know, like you can just be like, yo, I'll pay for your lunch. It doesn't have to be like all, all the way pro bono all the time. It's just like, yo, I'll, I'll look you out for the day. I don't have much, but I can, do this mm-hmm. um you know like once you start asking it just gets a, it gets a lot easier and it's it's a learning thing like it's just I've, i really just learned that and i've been shooting for damn near 10 years you know all right cool so yeah this uh my name is Devin dooley um again photography photographer videographer and this has been you know i had an awesome time on life on social media podcasts uh and hopefully i'll be on here again one day
0: Thank you okay. no problem this was life on social media and thank you all for listening